If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, March 11th, 2022. I'm one of your host, Blessing, Adioye Jr. Joining me is Kotaku's Zach Zweizen. Zach, thank you so much for joining me. Hello, everyone. Yes. Glad to Zach, be here on this Friday. How are you doing on this Friday morning? Doing great. Doing great. I didn't know I was going to be here till like 20 minutes ago because uh, <laughs> uh, some planning issues. But it worked good. We got it all figured out. It all it all worked out well. Yeah, we were just talking about this right before the show where like me and Greg keep having the back and forth of one person booking a guest for the other person and us yeah. realizing that we need to figure out how we're going to do this, how we're going to communicate to people. Because like I think last time it was Gabe where I booked Gabe for, for Greg and like right before the show, Greg's like, did you get Gabe the Discord? Did you get Gabe the doc? And I was like, oh, shit. All right. My bad. I didn't think I didn't think about that. This time around, the reverse happened where like, you know, Greg booked you. And like right before the show, I hit up Greg and I hit up you because like I sent you the doc and you're like, oh, am I on the show? And I was like, Greg, did you send him the stuff? And Greg was like, oh, shit, my bad. Uh, and so I'm glad it all worked out. I'm glad with 20 minutes to go, you're here, you're on the show, you're ready to talk about some video game news. Yes, yes, I am ready. I literally had to message somebody in Kotaku Slack today because I was like, oh, right, that, I'm doing kind of funny today. They're like, oh, yeah. So. <laughs> Zach, for people who don't know you, who is Zach? Because I know you as a few things, right? I know you as uh, somebody who I like to play GTA Online with because you're my you're my GTA Online guy. If I yeah. need somebody who knows who knows their shit, if I need somebody to be my Sherpa for the new content, you're my go-to for GTA Online because you live you live and breathe that. I also know you as the weekend editor for Kotaku, who does the out today portion of our show yes. that we always pull from, right? Because you have the this week in games article that you write for Kotaku, which in my opinion is the most consistent and extensive list of games that are coming out from week to week except for the last two weeks which we can talk about because you've been missing for good reasons right you're out there yeah. on vacation and you're also on strike and so very good reasons for out today not to be uh, available for the last two weeks but for the people who don't know you who are you how would you describe yourself uh i i uh, i've always loved video games and i was somehow able to trick people consistently at different sites to pay me money to write about video games and uh, then I was able oh, to yeah. trick uh, the former EIC of Kotaku, Steve Totillo, into giving me an actual job to write about video games. Don't know how I did that, and that's where I am today. Yeah, I'm a GTA, I guess, expert. I don't like saying that, but yeah. I, I mean, you that. are. Like, yeah. the thing is, GTA Online is so complicated. And for me, yes. I put in, uh, I think last time I checked, right, at least 500 hours, 500-something hours into GTA uh, on PS4. And that doesn't include the amount of time I spent on PS3 um playing uh, gta and gta online and i still don't know shit like i, I still I'm, come to you and i'm like hey how do i do certain things yeah i think i last i looked i'm at 17 days jeez so, somebody, can, somebody but, in chat convert that to hours yeah somebody convert that to hours and then don't tell me um but yeah and i still will have moments where i'm like oh wow i had no idea this was like that's how weirdly complicated gta online is uh and i also play red dead online and a lot of other rockstar I'm kind of like a Rockstar expert, you know, GTA slash Rockstar expert as well. Uh, and yeah, I do the weekends for Kotaku. I cover the releases every week. I what does what does it mean that and... what does it mean that you do weekends, right? Because you are your weekend right, editor. Does sorry, that mean you're, yeah. you're just like Saturday and Sundays are your day? You know, everybody yeah, so, get, the, get the fuck out. I'm riding. I'm riding on these days. So yeah, essentially uh, from Saturday morning till around Sunday five o'clock uh, Eastern time. Basically, the site's mine. And I could do whatever I want with it because there's no one else because nobody else works the weekends. Uh, and in exchange, I get Tuesdays and Wednesdays off. So I have gotcha. a slightly different schedule. But yeah, when you see weekend content, if you don't like it, it's me. It's Hell all yeah. me. Hell if you yeah. like it or don't like it, it's all me. The headlines, the tweets, the fa everything is I. Yeah. So uh, I am being I am being told right. I'm being told uh, right now that 17 <laughs> times 24. Thank you, Barrett. Oh, no. Thank you, Barrett. Uh, incoming incoming report right. 17 times 24. It's 408. And so I got you beat in hours, Zach. Wow. I'm just a dumbass when it comes to mechanics. <laughs> when it comes to keeping up with GTA Online, because there's so much shit to do. But I also, like, here's the thing, right? 
I do the same shit over and over again in GTA Online, and there's so much shit to do. I've like carved out my own space in terms of I'm doing the races, I'm doing the the original five heists, and I'm doing kind of like the yeah. content. I'm doing the content that appeals to me that I'm comfortable with that I love doing. Which, Whereas I think you're a bit you more. That's how you should play. Don't play like me because yeah. I play because it's a job. Don't do like me. Yeah, but, you cover yeah. everything in GTA Online, which I think yes. is where the knowledge comes in. Uh, I'm looking now actually because when I when you said that number, it's like that does seem a little low. When was the last time I actually looked at how long I played? So I just pulled it up here, my total oh, time. Let's see, let's see this. And I'm actually four hundred nine hours. I'm actually really scared to look at it. Uh, at this. What's the wor- what's the worst number you could see right now as you're pulling up your GTA Online numbers? Oh my god, I don't want to tell you. <laughs> it's at thirty days. What's thirty? Thirty days? days. Okay, hold up. What's thirty days? Thirty times uh, twenty-four. Actually, I can do that in my head. What's twenty-four times three? That's, Actually, I'm not doing this in my head. I'm not going to. Seven hundred and twenty hours. Seven hundred. 720 hours in GTA. And that yeah. sounds about right. That actually sounds way better. I'm sorry, Zach. I know you didn't want to know the hours, but I just, I, I, I had to tell you. And then tack on 15 hours because it's technically 30 days plus 15 hours. <sighs> oh, okay. Well, Zach, I have exciting news, right? You're going to be yes. on PS Love You next week also because we're going to have a whole episode all about GTA because, of course, GTA for Next Gen is coming out. And so we're going to have you, me, you and me sit with Greg and Janet. And give the breakdown yeah. of like the intro to GTA, how to get into GTA Online, how to have fun, all that stuff. But that's going to be next week. That's going to be uh, on Monday for Patreon and on Tuesday for everybody else. Uh, and so I'm very excited about that episode. But for now, before we get into the show proper, I have one more question for you. What is your favorite game of all time? Ooh. I, I, so I have my default answer that I always say, which is Half-Life 2. Um, oh. I love Half-Life 2. I've replayed it like 100 times. I've built mods for it. I've created maps for it. Uh, yeah, Half-Life 2. What's your favorite is... mod that you made for Half-Life 2? My favorite mod that I made for Half-Life... To be clear, I'm not good at making mm. mods. Uh, my favorite mod I made for Half-Life 2... I swapped... He's like, I made Gary's mod. <laughs> yeah, I made Zach's mod. It's terrible. Nobody <laughs> plays it. Uh, no, my favorite mod was I swapped out the, the default assault rifle in Half-Life 2 with the carbine from Titanfall. Because they both use source, so you can just kind of drag models. That's and dope. So, and then somebody did that for Left 4 Dead 2, and I've used their mod to play Left 4 Dead 2 with a Titanfall weapon. But that's yeah. it wasn't a very fun mod. I made my own levels. I made a horror themed map. I've made stuff. So I love Half Life 2. I bought an Xbox. That's a good not, answer. I bought an Xbox not for Halo. I bought an Xbox because I had heard the rumors that Half Life 2 was going to get ported to Xbox. So I bought the Xbox. It got delayed. It's like, well, I'll try Halo out. And then mm. I ended up liking Halo. Hell yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, Zach, enough about all that. Let's get into today's stories, which include February MPD numbers, a brand new game studio, and more, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash games, roosterteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily remember you can use epic creator code kind of funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and fortnite to help support the channel to be a part of the show to patreon.com slash kind of funny games or bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show housekeeping for you we've got another community podcast day that is where greg takes over the twitch stream to guest on community podcasts for the entire day that is happening right after today's kind of funny games daily on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games and then katie g writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games with a housekeeping psa uh katie g writes in to say with clocks in the u.s changing this weekend but not in europe until the 27th for the next two weeks all kind of funny content will be an hour earlier than normal for us Europeans. KDG, thank you so much for that, because that is something that we would never think to communicate. But that is a really good point. And so be aware of your clocks, Europeans. Uh, for the next two weeks, you're going to get content an hour earlier. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Gordon McGuire, Fargo Brady, and Pranksy. Today, brought to you by Upstart, ExpressVPN, Chime, and Babbel. But we'll babble on about that later. For now, Ooh. let's begin with what is and forever will be. The Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have five stories today. A baker's dozen. Starting with our number one. Barrett, do people give me enough credit? Um, I think people give you too much credit a lot of the time. 
The answer is no. Oh. All right, because oh. I've been calling shit left and right. I told you that the previous kind of uh, or uh, PlayStation State of Play was going to be Little Devil Inside. I told you that eventually we'd get Returnal DLC and co-op. Do you know what else I told you, Barrett? Do you know what else I told? Maybe not you directly. Mm. You know what else I told the world on mm. Twitter specifically? I, I told specifically Jeff Grubb and Matt Piscatella. Uh. I told them that Elden Ring was going to be the best-selling game of February, followed by Horizon, followed by Pokemon, followed by Dying Light 2. Give me my fucking credit because that's exactly what happened. I'm going over to Jeffrey Rousseau at GamesIndustry.biz who put out an article titled Elden Ring. Well, actually, this is the article title. The article title is legitimately like, hey, MPD is out. This is my own title, which I think it sounds way more sexy, right? Story number one, Elden Ring has beaten Horizon, Pokemon, and Dying Light 2 to become, to become 2022's best-selling game. Jeffrey's article reads like this. Throughout the month of February, U.S. game revenue reached $4.4 billion, a 6% decrease year over year, according to the latest NPD data. Consumer spending for the month on hardware declined by 27% year over year to $295 million when compared to 2020. Among game systems, the Nintendo Switch was the number one selling platform for units in dollars. Meanwhile, the Xbox Series systems came in second in the same categories. For software, Elden Ring debuted as number one for February sales charts, whereas Horizon Forbidden West premiered as second. Pokemon Legends Arceus fell to third after being the top-selling game for January. Here are the U.S. top uh, top 10 based on dollar sales for the period between January 30th, 2022 through February 26th, 2022, courtesy of the MPD group. Starting at number 10, we got Minecraft at number 9, FIFA 22. Above that, Mario Kart 8. Uh, we, then, we, we then got Madden NFL 22. Uh, at number 6, Call of Duty Vanguard. Number 5, a new entry, Total War Warhammer 3. At number 4, Dying Light 2, Stay Human. At number 3, Pokemon Legends Arceus. At number 2, a new entry, Horizon Forbidden West. And at number 1, we got Elden Ring. Now, I'm hopping out of the GamesIndustry.biz article into a thread from Matt Piscatella, at Matt Piscatella on Twitter, who works for the MPD and is a, a video game analyst who tweets a lot of good stuff, right? Uh, Matt had a big thread breaking down the MPD analytics for this month. Uh, I'm going to ju- jump into these four tweets specifically about the premium game sales. Matt's thread reads like this. Elden Ring debuted as both the best-selling game of February 2022 as well as 2022 year-to-date. Launch month sales of Elden Ring were the second highest for any track title released in the past 12 months, trailing only Call of Duty Vanguard released in November 2021. After one month in market, Elden Ring has ranked the fifth best-selling game of the 12-month period ending February 2022. Elden Ring ranked first on Steam and Xbox platforms in February, while placing second on PlayStation. Horizon Forbidden West was the second best-selling PlayStation game of February 2022, while also ranking, uh, or sorry, second best overall selling game of February 2022, while also ranking first on PlayStation platforms. Dollar sales of the PS5 version of Horizon uh, set a new launch month record for the PS5 platform. Total War Warhammer 3 debuted as the number five best-selling game of February 2022, while also ranking second on Steam. Uh, The title also launched as part of the PC Game Pass and Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscription services. Zach, this is a buffet of information. Is there anywhere you want to start? Uh, I mean, the first place I want to start is that what what a wild transition Elden Ring. Like, look at Demon's Souls, which was kind of this cult, thing that you, you couldn't convince anyone to even play it really it was like you know and now Elden Ring is it's it's punching Call of Duty on the sales chart it's actually up there with Pokemon I never expected that Ever, like crazy um and the other thing is it's wild to think that maybe I'm wrong on this all Elden Ring was only on sale in February for four days was it or, or so this is going it? up to uh let's see that's a really good question, because yeah, no, Elden Ring didn't uh, didn't have as many days no. as all these other games. That's huge, no. right? Yeah. This goes up to through the twenty sixth of February. So that's two days of Elden Ring. Two days. Yeah, that's twenty fifth and the twenty sixth, which is yeah. insane. That's, that's insane. The bigger. That's the bigger thing I to take away is that if this had been the whole month, that's impressive. This is two days. Yeah, and it was this is already... two days compared to and like to give more context, right? <clears throat> this is two days compared to the uh, over a week I think that Horizon had. And then also when we're talking about Pokemon, we're talking about a game that came out at the end of January, right? Yeah. And so that's not counting launch Pokemon sales, which we know were enormous. But that is, 
you know, that launch removed, that is most of Pokemon's, like, yeah. life cycle right there for Legends Arceus, right? That had a month to, gest- to gestate and gain all those sales as well. Um, and so that's why, like, in, 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 a, in a traditional month, or not a traditional month, in a month where Pokemon launched in the same period as these other games, I would have said that Pokemon would have been um, number one. And it, right? you, know, you have to always remember, too, is that, like, uh, Nintendo, and I see even here, the Dying Light 2 uh, digital sales were not included, right? Uh, yeah, and yes. that's like a famous thing with uh, Nintendo. Like they never count digital sales for for yes. whatever reason. So like, I can only imagine yeah. of like how many more people like are uh, like dedicating themselves to digital only for the Switch. So that's a uh, interesting. That's thing true for sure. But, but like even it, regardless, right? Like Pokemon in the last however many days, right? From that period of January thirtieth up until uh, the end of February. That's still a lot of time for Pokemon yeah. to oh, yeah. kind of come back and have. And those have games those have tails, you know. Those yes. games, Pokemon games, are not flash in the pan. They have tails on them. They sell for months, you know. So the fact that Eldering, and even if you factor in digital, and you say that okay, that bumps Pokemon up, whatever. Like Eldering being in the top ten is crazy by itself. If, mm-hmm. if you look at the lineage of that series and where it started as like a game that Sony didn't want to bring over here, even Souls, yes. they didn't want to bring it over here, and now it's. One of the best-selling games. It's influencing tons of other games. Like, it's a really weird, uh, unexpected uh, path for that for From Software. Yeah, and a lot of people in chat are pointing out correctly that, like, you know, when we're talking about these games, we're talking about Pokemon being on a singular platform, being the Switch, sure, and yeah. Horizon being on a singular platform, being the PlayStation. I would say that, hey, those boost those sales, right? Like, of course, like not compared to to to. to games that come out on every platform like an Elden Ring, right? But like right. the PlayStation audience obviously is showing up for Horizon because Horizon got number one on PlayStation, right? The Nintendo audience is showing up for Pokemon. Those right. games are known quantities. Those games are mass appeal games. Those games are going to kill it regardless. The real story here is that Elden Ring, despite being a new IP, despite being from a um, a developer with a history of games that are a bit more niche, a bit more hardcore, a bit yeah, more, for sure, for sure. you know, less um, uh, approachable for the, like the casual audience, right? Or for just any 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 gamer to hop into. Elden Ring is still killing it in sales to the point of being is having having that one of the highest sales months of the last twelve months. That is incredible. Yeah, and if you want me to put dig a little deeper into this data, the one other mm-hmm. thing I'm noticing is that we. I don't know about what you hear, but there's usually this been this discussion of open world game fatigue that we keep mm. hearing. But look at the top four games; they're open world games. Exactly. 100%. Open world games, like regardless of how you feel, regardless of how you know. I think sometimes Twitter we get into these bubbles of who you follow and you hear certain things. And but the reality is, is that if you look at the numbers, people love open world games. This is what they want more of. And exactly. The, the top four games are literally open world games. Yeah, and that's the thing I find. That's the thing I find fascinating about Elden Ring is like when we look at the success of it uh, right now, right, both critically and in terms of numbers, right. I think the questions you start to ask are like, all right, what is it about Elden Ring that's doing things mm-hmm. different? What is it about Elden Ring that is speaking to people? And I do think the open world thing has a lot to do with it. Not only is it an open world game, it's a very quality open world game that, yeah. you know, I think really does double down on like, all right, how do we create an RPG that feels feels expansive, right? Feels like you're exploring and mm-hmm. feels like you have stories to tell. We were talking about this on PS Love You earlier this week where, you know, we're having a back and forth of like, is Elden Ring uh, niche, right? Like, it, it does it, can you call it that when, you know, it's having such a big moment right now and it's speaking to so many people um, or because like it's, it, it has a certain audience that like it commits to, right? I think my, my, my thought on it is scrolling through TikTok and scrolling through Twitter and scrolling through the places where my timeline isn't just the gamer shit, right? Like I'm TikTok, right. I'm just on TikTok to hang out, right? That's where I yeah. that's where I go to escape the gamer shit. My TikTok is filled with Elden Ring content. And yeah. it's not just filled with Elden Ring content, it's filled with content that have many likes. Like these videos have 500k likes, uh sometimes more, sometimes less, right? Like yeah. Elden Ring is ha- has has hit that appeal that you've seen games like Skyrim and Witcher have, and I wouldn't be surprised to see at the end of the day when we're talking about it 5 years or a decade from now us look back and us put it in that regard of Oh shit! Yeah, Elden Ring sold twenty million, thirty million, right? Yeah, like I, I mean, I don't think it's crazy to say Elden Ring is as mainstream as Call of Duty at this point now. Like, it's, this is this is not a little thing. This isn't a this isn't the game that you know you a few friends play and you guys talk about, but nobody else knows what you what what the hell are you talk. No, this is huge. Elden Ring is huge. It's only going to get bigger. Like mm-hmm. this is just the start. Like we said, this is only for a few days. Elden yeah. Ring is going to continue to sell. And what's really interesting is that on Steam, 
I think last I looked, it's the second most played game on Steam right now. It's at like 600,000 concurrence. That's putting it up with uh, Counter-Strike Go. That's putting it up with Lost Ark, which was a huge, you know, which is like, this is big. And it's only going to get bigger. And I'm very curious to see what, how From Software handles this. You know, do they, do they change their, do they think about this at all? I, I, mm-hmm. my gut, my gut says no, that they don't care. They don't give a shit. They just keep making the games they want to make. But that's another thing. I mean, I think at. the big question is like, do you get an Elden Ring 2? You know, yeah. like if you'd yeah. asked me before uh, leading into Elden Ring, before we, we were seeing these raw numbers, I would have said that, oh, yeah, like after Elden Ring, you're going to get the reported uh, Armored Core game. And then maybe sure. maybe from software switches back to Dark Souls or maybe they go Sekiro 2 or maybe they finally revisit Bloodborne. Right. Like maybe we get right. one of those games or maybe they do another new IP because Elden Ring uh, uh, is working for them as a new IP. I think now that we're seeing Elden Ring kill it like this, I think Elden Ring 2 is a lot more plausible. But from software is a developer that I think has done such a good job of charting their own path and not yeah. feeling like they have to be beholden to sequels. I know Dark Souls had like three Dark Souls games, right? But right. With, when you look at lately, right, their last three their last three to four games, right, you're talking about Bloodborne in 2015, you're talking about Dark Souls 3, you're talking about Sekiro, and then you're talking about Elden Ring, right? Going from Sekiro to Elden Ring is already like that. Those are two, two new IPs back to back. And those are games that Sekiro got Game of the Year at the Game Awards. Elden Ring... It's probably going to get a lot of game of the game of the year yes. uh, years yeah. this year, and is killing it in sales. Do you need to even worry about Elden Ring two? Can you just keep making games that are I, new that are fresh? Yeah, I think from software, this is a weird comparison, but they're kind of like Pixar in that mm-hmm. sense that they That's they a good don't comparison, yeah they don't, they don't care about sequels. They make hit after hit with new IP and sequels. Their sequels do great. Their new IP does even better. They are consistently, you know. When people talk about these kind of games, they're it's you're you're always compared to From Software, like everyone's comparing that to From Software when you're making these types of action, open world, hardcore RPGs. So yeah, I I don't know. I think in some ways, Elden Ring doing so well kind of gives them they can do whatever the fuck they want now. They don't they you know like they mm-hmm. don't care. They can make Bloodborne two. They can make Elden Ring two. They can make something we none of us can expect. What is your and, so have have you, have you jumped into Elden Ring? Is that your kind of game? Not at all. <laughs> That's no, fair enough. No, I, I love I love watching people talk about it because I love seeing people get excited about games, but uh, I have no patience for these games, and I understand that, and I will never be able to play them, and mm-hmm. that's just where I am. But yeah, And that's totally I, fair. And I'm not one of those people who says, like, oh, Elden Ring is overrated. I'm not trying to say that. Anybody who... It's more just that I tried playing Dark Souls... And I tried playing Bloodborne. I played them for about four or five hours, and I was like, I get this, and I just don't have the patience for this. Yeah, like every every game's not going to be for for every person. No, guaranteed. No. And, yeah. and, and it's not even hard or easy for me. It's literally, it's literally just I don't have the patience for this. Like, mm. I died to a boss fight twice in a row. I'm like, fuck this. I don't want to do this anymore. I just want to kill him. I don't want to have to like learn and get good. I I can't do that. I'm yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the question for me ends up being like, what do I want from from uh from software next? Right, because yeah. like you know, I fucking love Elden Ring, right? But like, but I, love, sure. I fucking love Sekiro, and I fucking love Bloodborne, and you know, I still got, I still got to go back and finish Demon Souls. And now that I've seen Elden Ring all the way through, I do want to go through Dark Souls, right? I'm kind of in that right. mode right now. Um, but in do terms want, of what I want, I was gonna okay. ask, do you, do you want another open world from software game, or do you want them to completely surprise you again? Do you want them to go a completely different direction? <laughs> That's a really good question. I think. What I like about From Software is that they continue to surprise me. The mm. thing that I, the things that I love about Bloodborne are different from the things that I love about Sekiro, and the things I love about Sekiro are different from the things that I love about Elden Ring. Right? Like I love Bloodborne for the world and the lore, and I love right. it for the for the um like the 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 combat mechanics and like this the you know use your gun to stack your enemies and get the visceral attack. Mm. Right? Like I love that flow. Uh, whereas Sekiro, I'm all about the rhythm of it. I'm all about the boss fights. I'm all about um, how good and pure and fast and swift the combat is, right? But for Elden Ring, I do like the open world exploration, and I like that feeling of power when I'm able to make a build for my character that feels totally unique for me, right? And I think, you know, from software, the thing they've mastered is being able to lock in on what they want to be special about a game and totally yeah. carry, carry it through with an amazing amount of quality. So, in terms of what I want next, I don't know if I I want them to revisit open world eventually. I don't know if I need that super soon. Right. Like I'm down. It seems like the next thing is going to be Armored Core. And I'm excited to see what they do for that. That might speak to me. It might not speak to me because I've never been an Armored Core person, but I'm excited to see what 
the the modern day version of from software it does with that and at the very least i'm I'm gonna check that out for sure uh after that i kind of want them to re- i i, I want i want them to do fresh shit right like yeah. And that could be in the case of, hey, now let's revisit Sekiro and make another make another Sekiro that is capitalizing on that swift combat or something brand new, right? I don't need them necessarily to to keep doing open world over and over again. I was gonna ask. I know the internet wants Bloodborne two. Mm-hmm. Would you be okay with Bloodborne two if it was an open world from if they took their foundation they have here and they're like, let's try to <laughs> yes. take something? The answer yeah. is yes. Okay, I'll so fucking I love that. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I think fr- that's what I mean though. Like, From Software is in a great spot. Like, you're literally gonna play Armored Core, and you don't even really have any interest in Armored Core. You have mm-hmm. no like. I actually like the old games. I, those I play a lot of those. But you're gonna play this game entirely based on From Software. That's the oh, place yeah. they're in. They're in a spot like Valve. They're in a spot like Rockstar, where people buy their games, even though they don't like it necessarily. The genre. They're like, well, I gotta buy it. I gotta try it. It's the new insert, you know, game companies game. So. That's a good spot to be in. Yeah. Not a lot of people get to be in that spot. Exactly. Yeah, I'm excited to see what comes from From Software in the future. But like yeah. it feels like now we're gonna have to wait wait a little bit. I'm sure now that Armored Core, the reports are out there, I wouldn't be surprised if we see it announced in the next year or so. The other sure. thing about From Software is that they're pretty rapid in their game development, right? Yeah. Like I forget what year Dark Souls 3 came out, but like 2015 got Bloodborne, right? Like somewhere in that time, I think maybe 2016, 2017, we got Dark Souls 3. And then you get Sekiro in 2019. And in 2022, the beginning of 2022, we get Elden Ring. And so, like, they're cranking these things out. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw an Armored Core by, what, 2025? Maybe, maybe 2024? Hey, maybe the Game Awards, we get a trailer for it? I could see it. Yeah, like at a Keeley event. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I can't, I can't wait to see. Um, but for now, let's hop in to story number two. Speaking of new games, uh, we got Akumi Nakamura has announced a new studio. This is from Sal Romano at Gamatsu. Akumi Nakamura has announced the establishment of Unseen, quote, a borderless and mysterious game development studio headquartered in Tokyo, Japan. Nakamura is an artist and director who contributed towards games such as Okami, Bayonetta, The Evil Within, and Ghostwire Tokyo. She rose to internet fame following her appearance at Bethesda Softworks E3 2019 press conference uh, when she was creative director on Ghostwire Tokyo at Tango Gameworks. After leaving Tango Gameworks in September 2019 and touring studios all over the world, Nakamura has now established a studio of her own. While the Tokyo studio acts as a terminal where different cultures intersect and artists gather, its aim is to, quote, transcend beyond the realm of video games, end quote. Nakamura is joined by an experienced team of veterans, including uh, Naoki Katake, uh, formerly of Tango Gameworks as CDO and Environment Art Specialist, Liam Wong, formerly of Ubisoft uh, as Visual Director, Raul Ibarra, formerly of Moon Studios as Animation Director, Misuzu Watanabe, uh, formerly of Capcom as Game Director, and then uh, Nas uh, as Concept Artist and Illustrator. The list goes on, but uh, you can go to Gamatsu to see the full list of, uh, of hires and specialists that they have over there. Nakamura said in an IGN interview, quote, At Unseen, we want to build a multicultural team, a cross-cultural world make- made up of international staff. The studio will be made uh, made up of developers who each have a specialist skill, but who are also generalists, which will make us somewhat unique. Personally, I enjoy learning about cultures, uh, and, and same is true of the rest of the team. A mix of cultures can be a breeding ground for new ideas, which is the real joy of starting a new studio. I don't want to think only in terms of video games. I want to make a new IP that can work as a variety of entertainment media. For example, anime, education, apparel. I'd like to make a game that can have impact on those kinds of media too, and to grow carefully. Zach, are, have you are you want to follow Ikumi Nakamura? Right, like she had that big, uh, big yeah. moment at Bethesda's yeah. E3. Right, really exciting for what Tokyo was revealed as. Great Twitter account, Great right? Twitter like, does this account. interest you? Yes, very much. Uh, I mean, I'm just down for new studios. I think it's always cool to see people who have uh, a legacy, who have worked on cool shit, making a new studio, and also bring together other cool people and going like, we're going to make something. Uh, That's always exciting. New stuff is always exciting. And honestly, anybody who describes their new studio as borderless and mysterious, uh, (laughs) that's a a good selling point to me. I'm very into this idea. So, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, which I know she... What was working on before she left? Uh, that game looks wicked, so I'm very excited for this. Yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you, right? Like it's it's interesting when it is folks that 
it's hard to nail down what the track record is. Like, Ikumi, sure. again, has worked on the cool-ass games, right? Okami, Bayonetta, Evil Within, and Ghostwire Tokyo. And I believe she was working a lot under, uh, oh, what's his name from Platinum Studios? The dude who has the wild Twitter account that blocks everybody. He was work- oh. She was working under him. Yeah, um, yeah. Kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Kamiya, thank you. Yeah, she was working yeah. under Hideki Kamiya for a lot of time. And so, like, she has that bolstering her up, too. Um, and, like, it seems like she's well-liked, right? Like... Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very curious on what this ends up being because it's it's in that weird space of all right, like I've not seen you lead a game in this way, but you have a cool team, right? You have people from Tango, you have people from Ubisoft, Moon Studios, Capcom, right? It seems like you have a banger banger crew. Yeah, you're going for something interesting and different for the people you are assembling, right? Like again, she mentions that uh, she wants to build a team that is filled with people that have different skills and is cross uh, cross cultural, right? Like has mm-hmm. people that uh, uh, have different art specializations right but still also have that um uh, uh groundedness and being being able to program and being able to, th- to think in different ways i think it's fascinating uh and i'm very excited and i wonder if we do get something that does fall in line with the tango gameworks style of games which you right. know i i compare to like a resident evil style type of game right like i wonder if she makes that i wonder if she makes a okami type game right like sky is kind of the limit in terms of what she can do here right that's the exciting thing is that your first big IP at a studio like this, especially a studio that seems to have, like you mentioned, the bangers in terms of the crew there. And, you know, she has this momentum from 2019 for that E3 thing, so people yeah. like her. So this is just all, all seems good to me. And I think it's always smart when you're working in video games or any medium to try to pull people, to try and think outside of just that, which is what she seems to be doing here. Like, mm-hmm. it's always better to diversify in terms of the kind of people you have, what you're working on, your inspiration, your everything. It's always better that way. So yeah, I think, you know, we're in a weird stage here where we don't really know anything about the game, or even if it's going to be a game. The way she talks, it could be, who knows? Yeah. It, it could sounds be like, many things. It sounds like yeah. she has very big aspirations, right? Because she's talking right. about, you know, I want to make a, a new IP, right? Like, she's yeah. talking about it as an IP, as like an entertainment thing. And, and it seems like it's going to be centered as a game, but she wants it to also have anime education apparel all these things right and like you know she's talking about it like it is going to be a triple a thing which sounds cool and is one to add to the list of these indie triple a developers that keep popping up right like again i'll point back to shinobi 602 on twitter who is another one of those great twitter accounts to follow who talks about a lot of things in video games he had a thread that he tweeted out in uh, beginning of february that was like hey we've seen a lot of independent studios that are working on big triple a games and he goes down the list of like you got you know that's no moon right which apparently is star wars right, reference that i've right. never heard of yeah oh striking my distance God, bless stop it stop it <laughs> oh, i wasn't gonna who say says that that's okay, no me- moon to be clear, I wasn't gonna say anything. I was being nice, but yeah, what that is a very come on now. Zach's with me again. You can't have a million quotes from one movie franchise and expect me to know them all. I mean, it's just it's we've said it before. It's a top five Star Wars quote. No, okay, it is. It's from it's from the original movie. It's like one of Obi Wan's most iconic. That's no moon. Are you fucking insane? Blessing. First off, I just spilled coffee everywhere. So keep ranting as I go go clean it up. I'm glad you spilled coffee everywhere. You fucking dork. Is this karma? Is that was that karma? That That was karma for him. Jesus. As I love Star Wars, huge Star Wars fan. I have like way too many Lego Star Wars out. Uh, sets out there and all that no. but i don't think i would call that a top five quote personally mm. i think it's like top 10 maybe but sure sure it's i yeah oh, it's everywhere it's I all over. I'm, I'm, so I'm forcefully it made blessing <laughs> did you did you just use oh, the dark side of the force to like i don't know what barry did that? but it was powerful i felt it from over here yeah. oh god, well, god. I, I, gonna... I hope your desk is Sticky for weeks now. Oh no, I'm gonna have to clean. I've had like an unlucky 12 hours. I don't know if you guys like. I don't know if you guys have seen the two band aids I have on my finger. Oh. I, I've had like a. I don't know who cursed me in the last right. 12 hours, but shit's and shit's not been going well. After seeing all that, I am gonna say that it's totally a very popular quote, and I'm never going to cross you. Uh, I'm never going to <laughs> cross anyone here. Uh. But yeah, like you have, you have uh, again. That's no moon, right? You have striking distance. You have gravity well. You have studios. Uh, Kojima Studios, that's a really good one if they're out there, right? Kojima Studios would be in that. You have Deviation Studios. The list goes on in terms of these indie studios that are making these uh, AAA games. And I'm very curious to see what the the fruits of that are. Because, of course, like, some of them are going to come out as as duds, right? But, like, I'm excited to see how many of them come out. And it's like, oh, shit. You know, this team has talent. This team has the stuff, right? And, like, um, it excites me because we're... 
it feels like we're going we're about to enter a, a an age where we're not uh beholden to these big uh publishers for triple a games right it's right. not just going to be us waiting for okay what's ubisoft working on what's square enix working on what is playstation first party or xbox first party right or like it doesn't feel like we're we're going to you know be ha- ha- we're, we're gonna have to get games from those same folks and have that same quality right like i like the idea of being able to have a spread of different creative ideas and different qualities it's important now more than ever because I don't know if you've seen the news, but everybody's buying everyone. Mm-hmm. So it's even mm-hmm. more important now than ever before that we have studios who can produce the big AAA, AA, whatever you want to kind of call it, experiences that are separate from these corps that are buying everyone up. So yeah, I think exactly. it's even more important when you look at it like that. So, And it seems like that's the pipeline. You know, stuff gets bought up, the creators kind of leave, they start their new studio, and unfortunately it's probably likely a few of these will get bought up in a few years and yeah i mean you know, and you're seeing a lot of them here's what i here's what i hope right because i think we're already seeing some of it De- deviation kind of always get them mixed up either fire sprite or firewalk one of the two <laughs> uh, uh uh haven studio right like they're partnering mm-hmm. with playstation um mm-hmm. and so like i like the idea of that because that gives them that's that autonomy still to publish that game under playstation and then go on and do their own thing and continue to exist but it gives them that um that safety net where if they put their game out and their game doesn't hit as hard as they want it to cool like playstation paid for it and so it's not death for your company right Right. it is cool we get to try again we get to have another shot and i think that is a it's it's a way for developers to have security right whether it's that whether it is putting your game on game pass and having xbox um front a lot of money for it right whether it is epic games coming to you to to put their money put Mm -hmm. put your game on their store um and, uh, and paying you for that right like I like the I like the partnerships that are happening. It does get scary when it is companies buying everybody, right? Yeah. Companies buying big publishers, but I do think that it becomes exciting when these new um, uh, indie AAA studios rise and are able to do that separately from that and do their own thing. And I get it. I, I mean, it's scary to be out there without the money. Like, I get why Double Fine and all these places are taking these deals because, like you said, there's a stability that you get from yeah. having those companies. So I get it. But yeah, I, I am happy to see other artists and creators going like i'm gonna give this a shot and so um, i hope nakamura i hope she has uh, tons of success and i hope uh we see something from them soon ish we'll see it'll be a few we'll years see. <laughs> before we hop into story number three i want to let everybody out there know that you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad free am i gonna be cleaning my desk during these ads the answer is yes uh and speaking of ads let us tell you about our sponsors Shout out to ExpressVPN for sponsoring this episode. If you've ever been on the bus or the train with someone who's taking a phone call on speaker, you know that everyone who can hear them now knows a bunch of their private business. Using the internet without ExpressVPN is basically the same thing, so don't be that person. Did you know your ISP knows every single website you visit, and then they can sell that information to ad companies and tech giants who can use that data to target you? Well, ExpressVPN creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so people can't peep in on your online activity the best part of it is how easy it is to use you just fire up the express vpn app and click a button on any device i've been using this forever kind of funny has been staying safe on the internet with express vpn and they're right it could not be easier to use uh secure your online activity today at expressvpn.com slash kind of funny and get an extra three months of express vpn free that's expressvpn.com slash kind of funny expressvpn dot com slash kind of funny shout out to upstart if you've got multiple credit card balances each month and are getting by just paying the minimums barely making a dent into your credit card debt it can be pretty dang discouraging upstart can help you pay off your existing debt quickly so you can feel like you're finally getting ahead whether you're paying off credit cards consolidating high interest debt or funding personal expenses over half a million people have used upstart to get one fixed monthly payment upstart knows that you are more than just your credit score and is expanding access to affordable credit unlike other lenders upstart considers your income and current employment to find you a smarter rate for your loan with a five minute rate check you can see your rate upfront for loans between one thousand and fifty thousand dollars and receive your funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan find out how upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash kind of funny that's upstart.com slash kind of funny don't forget to use the url to let them know that we sent you loan amounts will be determined based on your credit 
credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash kindoffunny. Shout out to Babbel for sponsoring this episode. There's nothing worse than traveling abroad and looking like an idiot because you didn't bother to learn the slightest bit of the country's language. That's why Greg Miller has been using a little Babbel to learn French to speak to Genevieve. Uh, Babbel is the addictively fun, fast, and easy language learning app that has sold more than 10 million subscriptions. Uh, Babbel's 15-minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective, and you can choose from 14 different languages like Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent, which has been helping Greg Miller be able to communicate with Jen's extended family. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months free. That's six months for the price of three. Just go to babbel.com and use promo code KINDAFUNNY. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com, code KINDAFUNNY. Babbel, language for life. And shout out to Chime. Kick off 2022 with a better checking account with no monthly fees, no overdraft fees, no foreign transaction fees, and no service fees. Get all that and then some with Chime, an award-winning app and debit card. They've also got over 60,000 fee-free in-network ATMs all over the place, like at most Walgreens, 7-Elevens, or CVSs. You can access your money when you need it, where you need it. Make your first good decision of the new year and join over 10 million people using Chime. Sign up takes only two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score get started at chime.com slash kf games that's chime.com slash kf games banking services provided by a debit card issued by the bank court bank or stride bank na members fdic get fee-free transactions at any money pass atm in a 7-eleven location and at any all point or visa plus alliance atm otherwise out of network atm withdrawal fees may apply sometimes pay anyone instant transfers can be delayed the recipient must use a valid debit card or be a chime member to claim funds chime.com slash KF games. Story number three, Russia reportedly legalizes piracy of games, movies, and more. I'm pulling from Ryan Leston at IGN. Russia is reportedly easing its copyright laws to offset sanctions imposed by Western nations in response to its invasion of Ukraine. In doing so, it is effectively legalizing piracy of games, movies, TV shows, and more. The Russian Ministry of Economic Development proposed relaxing piracy legislation earlier this week to circumvent sanctions. That is a sentence. If you read that sentence to me in elementary school, my brain would explode. <laughs> Let me say that again. The Russian Ministry of Economic Development proposed relaxing piracy legislation earlier this week to circumvent sanctions. Quote, the possibility of lifting restrictions on the use of intellectual property contained in certain goods, the supply of which to Russia is limited, is being considered, said the ministry. Quote, this will smooth out the impact on the market of breaks in the supply chains, as well as a shortage of goods and services that arose due to new sanctions of Western countries, end quote. According to local media in Russia, as reported by City AM, the government has now announced that Russian companies have no obligation to pay patent holders for the use of intellectual property from any countries that have sanctioned the country. This has effectively legalized piracy across the nation. The move comes just days after Twitch suspends payments to Russian streamers. They've also introduced new rules to stop the spread of misinformation, allowing Twitch to take action against accounts deemed to be spreading false info, such as the video game footage being passed off as real-life war footage. Additionally, Microsoft, Sony, and many more uh, gaming and entertainment companies have suspended sales of games and hardware across Russia. In doing so, the companies have answered a call from Ukraine's deputy prime minister, who asked all game developers to temporarily end, uh, temporarily end support in Russia and Belarus. Uh, this is kind of the ongoing story of what's going on uh, uh, in Russia with, uh, again, uh, like the story mentioned, right? the deputy prime minister having the call of like hey microsoft sony like big big game companies you know cut off support from russia because uh, 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 to put pressure on them right and it seems like the call was answered and this is now the response from russia which is hey okay cool legalize it i guess or right. to legalize like um uh, uh pirating sh- pirating shit i guess um this is one of those interesting ones where it is that meeting of very real world news with video game news but mm-hmm. zach do you have do you have any thoughts on this uh yeah, I think um I think it's a bad sign. It shows that Russia is they're in it for the long haul. This is not like they're they're planning to live under these sanctions. They're planning to deal with these sanctions. So for anyone out there who's was hoping the conflict in uh the conflict with the Ukraine would end, that they would this would this you know 
the bombings and all that would end anytime soon, this is a bad sign for that. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Russia basically saying, nah, and that's bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this, and this seems like kind of the natural progression. You know, I think this yeah. could have, probably could have been predicted to some extent of them going, all right, you're going to cut off support of all, of, of all this stuff. Cool. We're just going to allow our, our folks to, to, to pirate it. Uh, this is one to keep an eye on. You know, like I, I, I do think the, there is still value in uh, these big companies cutting off that support, right? Cutting off um, the uh, um, uh, supporting their programs in Russia, right? I think it does still add pressure. It does still um, uh, like it, it, it is kind of an attack on the economy. And it also does help with the messaging of like the, um, like the misinformation that goes around uh, uh, through the citizens, citizens of Russia uh, via whether it is Twitch streams, whether it, whether it is propaganda on the internet, all that stuff, right? Having these actual companies come through and be like, actually, no, like we're not supporting this. No, like pay attention. Like this shit isn't um, the way you think it is, right? I think that still holds valuable. And Barrett here has brought up, right, the Tiltify link to uh, Kind of Funny's Tiltify page for uh, hashtag hope for Ukraine, uh, where you can go. We've already raised $5,403 uh, uh, toward uh, hope for Ukraine, which uh, helps benefit it's, uh, helps benefit those uh, that are over over their suffering, and so if you have the chance, if you have the opportunity, definitely go check out that link. Um, Derek, do you have the link that people can go to? This is kind of funny. dot com slash Ukraine. Perfect. Yeah, head over there, uh, make your voice heard, and go support. Story number four. Xbox is having an indie showcase next week. Uh, this is from Ryan Dinsdale at IGN. Ryan Dinsdale, the Dinsdale Dimidome. Uh Ryan writes this, Xbox is hosting a new id at Xbox indie showcase on March 16th. Xbox announced the stream in a blog post saying it'll include a number of new game announcements and updates for current releases. The showcase will take place on March 16th at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, Xbox's post reads, quote, We'll be featuring updates, new trailers, and gameplay from Finji, uh, which is Tunic, uh, and Whitehorn, which makes Lake, uh, as well as the first game from I Am 8-Bit's brand new publishing label. Fans will also get the chance to see the latest and hear from teams working on Shredders, Roblox, and some new games that you need to, t- to tune in and to see, uh, end quote. Xbox hosted their indie showcase last March to promote its id at Xbox uh, development program, or id at Xbox, actually. I keep thinking id software, but id at Xbox uh, development program and its showcase last August included a ton of announcements, including news on Stardew Valley, Ollie Ollie World, and RPG time. Zach, is this one that, that excites you? It sounded like earlier you're a big Xbox person. Uh, yeah, I play a lot of Xbox, and I'm super into uh, Xbox indie support. I think these last few years they've they were already pretty good at it, but it's gotten so much better. And now with Game Pass, there's always that exciting feeling of like, ooh, I get to just play this when it comes out. I don't got to buy it. You know, I, it's like just in my library. I can play it right away. So, yeah, I'm excited and uh, curious to see more about Shredders. I like I like snowboarding. Are you into Shredders? Because me and me and Snowmike Mike are super excited about Shredders. Because, like, oh, yeah. it seems like it's going to give us the, the, that... Um, that like SSX vibe and like yeah. you that, right? you're not having a lot of lows nowadays. And so to see an indie dev go, Hey, let's just make something that's like that. Right. Like let's right. make our own SSX is really hype. Sort of like how session was like, hey, man, people like skate. Let's try, let's try exactly. to make our own skate. This is kind of like, man, people like SSX three, SSX tricky. Like, let's try to do something kind of similar. It's not exact, but good enough. Close enough. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I'm excited to see a lot of that stuff. And honestly, I'm just happy that Microsoft is continuing to, push into uh or continue to support indies continuing to make it a big part of their platform uh, yeah exactly like right now i am consulting uh the one and only blessing super fun game release calendar to kind of see like what could we see at this thing right as sure, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. this calendar it's very big in the game it, world I, I have seen it on twitter i i think it's the best calendar i've ever heard of so I'm thank really you excited. i mean that's that is what re- the reviews are saying compared to um, mine I, second mm-hmm. I, to be fair i mean my re- weekly calendars are of course right we're sure, definitely sure. both top two right i'm top two i'm my, the, sorry my eyes and mine is if you know this is an official calendar made by an official uh organization right the blessing yes, yes, game release yes. calendar it is top two and it's not two let me tell you zach but i'm looking through and i'm like cool what could they talk about what could they announce what could they re-reveal right what could we see and and like Cult of the Lamb, I'm reminded of. That's a game that looks really cool. Um, that has a really dope art style. And like, it'd be cool. I, I'm, I'm not kept up with like each and every platform for all these games. Some, some of them might be announced for Xbox already, and we could see new showings. Some of them could be announced for PC, and maybe they're coming to Xbox as well. But like, yep. I look to that one. You know, um, I look to 
bomb rush cyberfunk you know i look to planet of lana i look to replaced right i looked to even metal slug tactics right again like oh that, that, it'd be dope yeah. to see some of these games come to xbox and it'd be dope to see some of these games come to xbox game pass it seems like yeah. there's a lot of games that are still in the ether in terms of are they around the corner are they this year like sh- should we expect these things she dreams elsewhere is a game that i've been excited for for years at this point that we know it's going to uh, release on xbox game pass it'd be really cool to see a date for that like i'm excited to see what we could see from this thing and of course it's always exciting to uh get that brand new game that nobody knows like, you're like whoa what's this thing you know so yeah i'm definitely interested in that do you have do you have any predictions or hopes for a game i know you said shredders do you have anything else uh i don't know if i have a prediction i am curious to see it mentions the folks that made lake uh and and tunic are gonna have a uh, new gameplay there so i'll be curious to see mm-hmm. what that is because i liked i liked lake and uh tunic seems cool so yeah yeah, and, is uh, Lake the... Oh, Lake is the... Oh, sorry. No, 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 no. Uh, talk about Lake. Oh, I was Lake going is... to ask, is like Lake, I know, is the narrative game where you play as like what a, a, like a male person deliver, <laughs> delivering mail. The way I describe Lake <laughs> is it's, it's a Midwestern version of Death Stranding set in the 80s. Because basically okay. you're delivering packages to people and you're learning about them as you do it. So it's, it's cool. Uh, Are you... Is that the type of game to receive an update or DLC? Oh, that's a good point. Maybe they do like a new neighborhood, you know, like a new that you could go visit. The new neighborhood drop. Yeah, I that's kind of fire. That, you guys see that new neighborhood dropping soon? Season <laughs> two. Yo, they got the new neighborhood dropping. You know, this yeah. one is a cul-de-sac this time. It's about yeah, to change I, the game. The Rock is in season two of Lake. <laughs> he's driving the post. Yeah, no. It, so maybe that's a good point. Yeah, that could be what we see. So, uh, the one I'll throw out there that I want to see. I don't. This isn't a prediction. This is more so just a hope because I, I really want to see more of this game. Uh, Somerville. That's one that is uh, uh, kind of funny. I'll slash you wrong for the name of the dev, but it was formerly people from Play Dead, right? Who split off to make their own studio, and it looks like an it looks like a Play Dead style game where it is two D puzzle platformer, really cool vibes, really cool style. Uh, I really want to see more of that game, uh, and I want to know when when it's coming. And so I hope we see that one. Is that one that you think is rumor? Is that rumored at all, or? It's not rumor. No, no, no. no. Okay. That's just me pulling from games that I know that I that that I believe have been announced for 2022. Um, oh, but, right. But that one doesn't have a date. I don't believe. I don't think it has a window outside of 2022. Uh, I'd be curious to see if Terra Nil shows up. I don't know if you've seen anything about that. No. What is that? That is a eco city building game. The idea is that the world went to shit, and you basically land and you destroy all the man made stuff and rebuild nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a Steam demo for it. Uh, you can search on Kotaku.com to find impressions of Terra Nil. But yeah, that looks really cool, and that could definitely fit into their um, kind of lineup for PC. It's more PC. I guess it could do a console version, but it's a more PC game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that could be there maybe. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm really looking forward to this. I feel like the Xbox has been knocking it out the 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 park with these ID at Xbox showcases, and yeah. I think part of that is them managing expectations. You know, I know we're coming yep. off the state of play where you know I keep trying to set expectations for myself and others of like. Guys, state of play is going to be low key. It's not going to be yes. ex- super exciting announcements. It's going to be one or two things that you take away and you go, "Oh, that's cool." And then the rest of like random games that you're probably not going to play, right? And so for me, I came out of that state of play being like, "Oh, cool, we got Returnal DLC," and like I'm fine with it, right? And I and like sure. you know, I think ID at Xbox um, for these streams do a good job of being like, "Hey, this is going to be a bunch of indie games." show up if you yeah. want to it's gonna be a long ass stream hang out sure. and have fun we're not, sh- we're not gonna show you the new perfect dark here like they're exactly, very good on, yeah. they're good with their marketing on that or like yeah. how they yeah one more thing is cuphead uh delicious last oh. course we got that okay. uh, re-revealed and Ooh, we know that's yeah. coming in june it'd be cool to see like gameplay sure. of a new boss or something like Make, that yeah. makes sense too because the netflix show oh so, yeah good timing yeah. have you seen the netflix show i have not is it good I love it. I'm like halfway okay. through it. I've been uh, slow burning it, but I love it because the episodes are super short, right? It's like 15 minute episodes. It feels oh, perfect, like like perfect. a you know half an episode of SpongeBob or something like that, right? Like yeah. it's that kind of length, and it's it's goofy. It kind of has those those like Ren and Stippy vibes, like the early 2000s, yeah, oh, really? 90s kind of, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's why it reminds me a lot of SpongeBob because like SpongeBob really spun off of that, yes. like the making like really yeah. weird grotesque faces and stuff like that. Like it it, it feels like a SpongeBobified. Cup version of Cuphead, but it still fits of what uh, Cuphead is, which is uh, really impressive with what they you've, did. Uh, you've both have sold me on the show much more than because I was like, ah, Cuphead's cool, I guess, but and it looks neat. But now short episodes, right? And Stippy SpongeBob, like I'm like, ah, okay, yeah. I'm interested yeah. now. I, I would like to watch this. Uh, really quick, bless someone was pointing out. Uh, I forget who in the chat. Uh, with Finji 
they also, you know, it's not just Tunic. Um, they also, like, had, uh, I think, like, uh, PR for um, Chicory, A Colorful Tale, and some other games oh. like that. And Chicory recently came to Switch, so there's a possibility that it could come to Xbox uh, platforms as well soon. Yeah, that made a lot of sense, honestly. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I can see that for sure. And that'd be a really dope one to get. Um, so yeah, tune into that stream. It is happening at 10 a.m., <laughs> uh, which is, I think, kind of funny games daily time. And so, you know, hey, maybe you, you know, watch kind of funny games daily, go to that later, or you know, listen to the VOD. It doesn't matter. Or um, do it at the same time. Or do it at the same damn time. That I, that's one that I'm curious on how we do it. Because I would like to watch along, but also I know that like that'll mess up schedules because of kind of funny games daily. So tune uh, wait and see, right? Keep an eye on Twitter, keep an eye on the Patreon post, keep yeah. an eye on what we have to say, because I, I might try to convince Tim to be like, yo, let's let's watch this thing. Um but for now, let's hop in to our last news story of the day. Story number five, Call of Duty Warzone is officially coming to mobile. This is Ryan Dinsdale, once again from the Dinsdale Dimodome at IGN. Activision is developing a brand new AAA mobile version of Call of Duty Warzone. In a blog post on the Call of Duty website, the company encouraged developers to join its in-house team to build a version of Warzone from the ground up for mobile. As the game isn't just a straight port, and Activision is still hiring developers to make it, Warzone on mobile likely won't see release for a while yet. Quote, this this large-scale Battle Royale experience is being built natively for mobile with cutting-edge technology designed to entertain gamers gamers around the world for many years to come. I don't know why that made me giggle a little bit. End quote. Uh, And that last part wasn't part of the quote, but this is me now ending the quote that ended earlier. Uh, It's not to be confused with Call of Duty Mobile, Activision's other mobile-based Call of Duty game. That was inspired by its first Battle Royale mode called Blackout. Warzone will be developed at Activision's internal studios compared to the current mobile game, which was made by Chinese developer Tencent. So there you go. If you're a big Warzone person, there you have it. I find it the one thing I find interesting, because I'm not like a big Call of Duty Mobile or Call of Duty Warzone person, I do find it interesting that they're they put out the the announcement in the post because they want to, they want to hire on uh, people to work work on it. And maybe it's maybe it is like a hey, they have to do it at some point, but I do feel like, feel like the timing on this one is pretty poor with all that's been going on with Activision Blizzard. You know, yeah. like, if I saw that job post and I worked uh, in the games industry, I'd be like, I don't know if I want to work in Activision right now. It seems like there's a lot of bullshit happening, but it, yeah. it, that, it, it also seems like this is now the go-to uh, because the games industry, uh, in terms of like the development side of it, um, is seeing kind of a, a lack of workforce because it might you might just not make as much money working video games as you would in tech or any other um, uh, similar field. Uh, because we've seen like a, not a lot of new games now announced this way, where it is, here is Splinter Cell. Also, come work to, uh, or come join like to, to work on Splinter it? Cell. Yeah, yeah would, you help, would you like to help us finish this game? Like, we're seeing a yeah. lot of games announced like that. Uh, and so maybe this was a thing where, hey, we wanted to talk about this in November, right? We wanted to talk about this for the last six months, and we're finally were able to put out the job post. And so it was going to happen regardless. Regardless, yeah, I look at this and I'm like, ooh, I don't know if I don't know if I'd want to work for Activision Blizzard right now, but yeah. you know, a gig is a gig, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> sure, yeah, that's yeah. I mean, you got to pay the bills, uh, but you know, it's weird timing. It's also like you said, it's kind of become more common. Mm-hmm. I wonder how much of this is pandemic related. You know, a lot of those, a lot of plans have been basically destroyed by the pandemic. A lot of things have been delayed by the pandemic. Work has changed so fundamentally mm. how you work on a game has changed so yeah um i'll be curious to see what this is because i do play call of duty mobile i i tinker around with that game because i'm kind of good at call of duty which translates to i'm an amazing god in call of duty mobile oh interesting there's so many players and i use a controller and you can just annihilate people i go on like 50 kills that's a good feeling it's, I'm it's, pure, it's amazing. I'm, I'm pure shit at Call of Duty. Like, I, I, right. I, I, I'm so bad at that game. Um, but like the idea of coming in and just dominating actually does appeal to me because like I like playing Call of Duty. I'm just bad at it. The key uh, is the controller. The key, I, I see, like uh, it works perfectly with a controller. I have a setup where I take my phone and I slide it in there, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you can you'll get 50 kill streaks because you can turn and aim much so much faster. Uh, so yeah, I actually play a lot of Call of Duty Mobile. So I'm curious to see what a in-house mobile call of duty looks like Mm. now we do have breaking news i know i said that was the last news story but coming in right now bear do the do the the sound the breaking news sound breaking news dead space 3 has been confirmed for early 2023 dead space 3 
Dead Space 3 remake. Did that already? Or sorry, Dead's not Dead Space. I don't know why I said three. Why Dead Space say- remake. I don't know why I said Dead Space 3. Okay. <laughs> There's been three Dead Space games. The next Dead Space game has been confirmed for early 2023. Sorry about that. Uh, I'm very excited about that. Yeah, that really comes from excited. at Dead Spaces on uh, De- at Dead Spaces Twitter, um, okay. where they put out just a little 15 minute video of just like the Dead Space logo <laughs> with uh, the the phrase available early 2023. So there you go. I'm, you excited I'm, for that? I'm super pumped. I'm a huge Dead Space. I've played the major games, and I also played the mobile Dead Space game, which was like just basically a port of Dead Space One with a new character. Very good. Uh, yeah, I'm super into Dead Space. So hell yeah. Well. Zach, I can't wait to see when we get new footage of the next Dead Space game. Ooh. But a new gameplay trailer is probably just so far away. If I went and was coming out to Mom and Grop Shops today, where would I look? Well, the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday is your best I was really hoping you guys would do that because I don't actually know it by heart. Oh no, no, that's fine. I got it, dude. I, dude, I've pra- I've done the vocal pra- practices, the vocal warm ups. You know, I've done I've done the work. You're like, <laughs> I'm the Mike, the you're like Michael Winslow. You're like Michael Winslow. Exactly. Now, funny enough, you're here, Zach, because this is like your this is usually your segment. Where for out today, yeah. I'm pulling from Kotaku, uh, your yes. article, which is this week this week in video games, right? Where you mm-hmm. do the breakdown of all. Oh, here's all the games that are coming out this week. Funny enough, you come on the day where I don't have your breakdown because again you've been on vacation there's been a strike going on at kotaku uh and like you for that you've not had this post up for the last two weeks and so i've been in shambles right out today's been in shambles trying to get things together but i do have a couple of games for you wwe 2k22 uh is out today for ps4 ps5 xbox one xbox series x and pc and then craft hero prologue the demo is now live on steam uh we have one new date for you alvo the vr 5v5 online shooter game is set to release on oculus quest 2 on march 17th zach when, when is out today coming back you know when is the this weekend video games coming back this weekend hell yeah back. Hell i am yeah. back to work i am no longer on strike and i am no longer on vacation so it will be back to its glorious original state you'll have your huge list of terrible steam releases and everything else <laughs> So now, now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Rewrite and let us know what you got wrong as you got it wrong. So you can correct it for those watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunny games and on listening later on podcast services around the globe. Uh, Nana writes in to say uh, Somerville is made by Jump Ship, uh, which is an ind- independent game studio founded by uh, founded around an original IP by Chris Olsey, built in collab with ex CEO and co founder of Playdead, Dino Patty. So there you go. Uh, and then I think that's it because we got this right. Cult of the Lamb has been announced for Xbox, which I already knew, but I, you know, this is me talking about like stuff that that could come back around to be re revealed, sure. right? Or given a release date, right? Like, I think sky's the limit in terms of the info that we can receive at this Xbox event. And then, did I get anything hmm. wrong? You nailed it, you got nothing wrong. Bam. That's not, and then Nano writes girl. in with Miss News, and I'll give it to Nano. Uh, Loodle now supports six letter words. Oh. oh Appreciate that. Appreciate yeah. that. Bold move. I yeah. wouldn't have called that one. I mean, oh. there are only so many five letter lewd words, you know? Sure. It gives them a, a bigger space to uh, be creative. Bear, what's your favorite six letter lewd word? While you think about that, let me tell people about next week's host. On excuse me, on Monday you're getting me and Tim. On Tuesday you're getting Snow, Michael, Michael, and Gary Witta. On Wednesday you're getting me and Andy. On Thursday you're getting Tim and Tim for Tim Tam Thursdays. Then on Friday it is Greg and me. I haven't hosted a games daily with Greg in what feels like literally a year, <laughs> and so I hope that happens because I miss him. You know, I miss doing games daily with Greg. Uh, if you're watching this live right now on Twitch, after this, again, is Community Podcast Day. That's where Greg is going to sit down with a bunch of community members to host, uh, guest hosts on their podcast. That is happening throughout the day right here on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. Um, Barrett, you figured it out yet? Favorite six-letter lewd word? Uh, uh, shout out to Price412. This one just made me chuckle. Wiener. Ooh, wiener one. is really good. That's a good one. I guess really you good. Uh, Nipple? Nipples again. Yeah, that one, works. Right? Yeah. Nipple's yeah. a great one. Yeah. 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 I, li- I like <laughs> Mystery Asman is creative here because I wouldn't have thought of this one, but I guess in some context it is lewd, right? Tickle. Oh. Uh... Tickling's not lewd unless you do it in the wrong place or the right place. Mm. Or the right place. Or yeah. the right place. Igloo Squid in chat says pee pee. 
Nah. A, oh, lot of, a lot of great suggestions. PP's a good. Right PP's a very good. PP is a great one. I'll, a I'll give you one more. I got one more for you. Okay. <laughs> Jim Leaderfill in chat says pooper. 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 That's a good one. And then the last That's one really I'll shout out because this might be my favorite one. Ass hat. Ass hat oh, is a great one. Also, yeah. test. Okay, we gotta so we gotta continue because Chad is actually throwing out a lot of fucking great ones. We ain't got, ain't got time for that. Uh, I think fucking might be a great one. No, that doesn't that doesn't That's fit. Five. That's like exclamation mark seven. Third, uh, third exclamation mark. Yeah, that is seven. Yeah, that's a lot. There's a lot more letters. Oh, than I write oh, for a living. I, 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 should, I write for a living. Like, I should know this with a fuck with a Y at the end. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, oh, yeah. Mm, I see. I see. Orgasm. That's the six-letter mm. word. Anyway, Zach, thank you so much for joining me right here on Kind of Funny Games Daily. Where can people yeah. find your work? Kotaku.com. I'm always there, especially on the weekends. Uh, you can also visit Zach.place. That's my main website where you can find everything I've ever done. Unless that's bad, then I don't have it there because I mm. hide it because it's. But yeah, so those are the two spots, and also I'm on Twitter. Uh, Z W I E Z E N Z. So Wisen Z. It's long. It's weird, but yeah, but it works out. It's Wisen. It's just a. It's just your last name. It's my last Z. name. First initial of a Z. Yeah, I'm on Twitter there. I just hit 2,000 followers. Very exciting times. Hell yeah! Well, thank you so much for joining me here. I can't wait to do PS Love You with you, so we can talk and yeah. hear about all about GTA Online again. That is yeah. happening next week, uh, Monday for Patreon, Tuesday for everybody. Uh, so tune in for that, so we can talk all about GTA, and you can listen and we can have a good time. And then we're also going to stream some GTA. Uh, I don't think Zach will be joining us. Maybe we'll have you on the on the comms if you want to come through. You're definitely yeah. invited. But it is. I think it is going to be me, um, Greg, Mike, and we'll see who comes through. I'm going to try and convince Janet. Maybe we get Kevin, but we'll have to wait and, and see on that. It'll be nice because I'll have more than uh, twenty minutes of prep for this one. I'll be Hell yeah, to... yeah, I'm, Zach. I do want you to spend your weekend just like thinking of like the GTA Online starter. Yeah, I got all right. Yeah. I can't wait to for you to break it down for us on PSW. But Zach, this has been kind of funny games daily each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about we have a patreon post show for those that are subbed at the sober level of patreon.com slash kind of funny games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time. Game Daily.